Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You're listening to the Kings Cast Podcast. New episodes are released weekly. Follow on Twitter and Instagram at KingsCast, like on Facebook, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Welcome to Kang's Cast with Eric and Ryan. This is your weekly Sacramento Kings podcast for Kings fans by Kings fans. As always, this episode is brought to you by Ziggy Smoke Shop. You can follow Ziggy Smoke Shop on Instagram at Ziggy Smoke Shop 209. They have locations in Stockton and Tracy. Uh, we are coming off of a one month hiatus um, where we have not done Kang's Cast. It's been a long month. Uh, we've been doing some traveling, some personal things in our life, but we're back on. Excited to be here. Um, definitely won't be taking a break like that anytime soon. Um, but bringing in my co-host today, as always, Ryan, what's good? What's going on? Happy to be back. It has been a while, like Eric said. Uh, you know, them travel, them vacation days. Um, it's been nice to, you know, to kind of take a step back and... Uh, and, and, you know, kind of just hang out for a while, but we're back on it. Best time of the year starts today. We got the draft coming up tomorrow. Um, so we're going to touch on some of that stuff. Big news out of King's cast. Um, I am partnering with our sponsors, Ziggy's smoke shop, and we are purchasing, uh, season tickets this year. So, um, I finally, I finally bit the bullet and. Uh, we're forking out the cash should be tomorrow. Um, so we were getting season tickets in section 125 seats, five and six, um, right over there by the DJ, right below the DJ over there. Um, really pumped. Um, so I'm sure Kings cast and Kingsland, uh, fans and followers are going to reap some of the benefits of those season tickets. So I, I plan on doing, uh, you know, at least an auction or something or some type of raffle or something later on in the season. So uh, it's going to be good stuff, man. I'm excited. Um, I'm going to try to hit at least 40 games or 40, at least 25 games this year out of the 41. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how it goes, man. So let's jump into it. Yeah, that's a big year. Um, shout out to Ziggy's. That's going to be fun. Um, yeah, most I've ever done in one season was like around 15 to 17. It was after... It was after college, and it was like the last couple seasons at Arco, and I used to get off work and find tickets for like 10 bucks. Like, I'd go to whatever seats. I didn't even care. I just to go to go, and that season I railed off that much. But, man, 25 games lower level, that'll be fun this year, man. That's going to be sweet. Well, you know, the big thing is, is like, I, 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 you need to go see people before they retire, right? Got to go. See, I've never seen LeBron live. It's crazy. I've never, it's always too expensive. Seen, I've never seen them. Yeah. Yeah. I've never seen LeBron live. So that, that'll be fun. Um, I've seen Steph and the Warriors a couple times, but it's mainly you got to go see LeBron, dude. You, you got to. So it, that's, yeah, I'm pumped, dude. It's going to be fucking sweet. 
So, like I said, there will be raffles and some lucky Kingsland follower will reap the benefits of that. So, you know, you guys are just gonna have to stay tuned to the show for uh, the remainder of the season now. <laughs> yeah, I feel bad. It's been, you know, the longest break we've ever taken in the in the history of the show. We're, we come at everybody really weekly, and we've been consistent for several years. But really, it's been it, up until the last week or two. It's been fairly quiet, you know, with the NBA playoffs was super fun this year. Our last episode was that Marvin Bagley episode. Um, and then after that, we started traveling. I mean, I was just out of town for just the last one week. I was I was out of state for the last week, you know, and but bef- things were slow and a lot of the NBA, NBA finals, NBA playoffs. And then there was a lot of rumors. The Ben Simmons stuff on Kingsland kind of dominated. And then it's like these hypothetical debates have gone on. But really, like you said, uh exciting part of the of the season is right here which is the off season it's nba draft time it's really where teams start to you start to see what's what's going on you know you see what's happening with contracts and things are picking up so we're recording this wednesday um tomorrow thursday is the draft kingsland i'll start off this ryan not kingsland but just everything surrounding the kings has been super silent you hear these rumors you hear these things but you never know the validity to them you know the top things right now are Marvin Bagley. It's this these trades potentially with like the Lakers, maybe with with Buddy Heald. You've heard some of those. What's going to happen with Rashawn Holmes? Um, that's been the big the big thing, you know, going on right now. But it's super silent coming from the Kings. No one really knows, and that's the thing. Surrounding Kings is not like there's a bunch of big time insiders who really have the dirt, you know. And I have a feeling that something is a brewing. I, I really do. What do you think? Something's popping off tomorrow. Like, for sure, something's popping off tomorrow. Uh, so I've been, you know, it, it really this past week, you know, I have dual screens in my office at work. And one screen has, you know, I'm up on there, like, on Hoops Hype and Hoops Rumors and Bleach Report and, and every outlet that you can find that has some type of rumor. So I've had everything up for the last week. And, you know, it's been the constant talk of Buddy for, you know, Kuzma, and possibly Montrose Harrell. Um, I don't know if you want to talk about that real quick. Now, I'm just going right, to... I, I will, real quick. This All I want to say about that is that's not going to happen. I will be extremely surprised if that happens because Montrose Harrell has to opt in. And if I'm fucking Montrose Harrell, you took a pay cut to go to the Lakers, I'm not going to opt in to come to Sacramento. So I, I, I don't see that one happening. There has been rumblings of like Kuzma and Contavious Caldwell Pope for Buddy Heald. Um, I don't, I just don't see that happening either. I, I, for the Lakers, you're giving up two, you know, very solid rotational guys. You know, you're starting two guard and, you know, one of your better perimeter defenders and then a guy like Kuzma who's versatile. So, um, you know, we, we will see what the Lakers, but then there was talks today about, uh, Buddy Heald to Philadelphia. Um, and I saw a lot of people talking about, you know, there's not really a trade to be had there. Um, and I kind of agree, <laughs> you know, people were talking about, well, what if we got like Tyrese Maxey and like the 28th pick or, um, Seth Curry and George Hill, like dude, Sacramento's not getting Seth Curry and fucking George Hill for buddy Hill, dude. That's just not going to happen. Um, you know, two guys that have already been on the roster. So, um, those rumors that I've been looking at, um, they kind of just, they're just rumors. Like we said, you know, who knows the validity to them, but in my eyes, I don't see those really working too well. Um, but we, we're going to see. But I, I, I think for sure, you know, we're going to be sitting here this time tomorrow and Sacramento would have made a move, um, you know, being, 
you know, Buddy Hield move or Bagley or or the pick. So um, I, I don't know, Eric. What if if you're Sacramento? What do you think is the the most pressing move that you make um, out of those that I just listed? Because in my opinion, um, I, I I think it's the pick. But I you know, me and you haven't talked about this. Like we said, we come on here unscripted all the time, so we don't really. You know, so I, I really haven't talked to Eric about the Kings in a few days. So, you know, wh- what do you think? I don't think I've been reading a lot. I just don't think the Kings are going to deal Buddy Heald unless it's like a, a really, really good deal. <laughs> I really just don't. I don't. I think K, uh, KC, our guy KC put it on a post today and he was kind of talking about that. Like everybody gets up with their feelings about guys, but when it comes down to the nitty gritty, um, it, it really shows their value. But I, Buddy Heald, I don't think he's going to get traded because I don't really think there's a legit deal out there. I think if 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 the Kings themselves were over Buddy Heald, um, I think Kuzma and KCP's, you know, I I would prefer to have Buddy Heald. I just kind of value him. But you know that one I could I could see, but I don't think the Kings are over him. I think that they value that three point shooting. Um, I really think the Sixers really really would want Buddy Heald. Um, I'm pretty sure Daryl Morey's over there, right? Yes, he, he, yeah, Daryl yeah, Morey. He, he, he's yeah. over there. Uh, we know how much that dude wants a three-point shooting. I, I just don't think the Kings are the, – my summary with Buddy Hill is I don't think the Kings are just going to give up on him because no. I think he's, he's – it's something we've talked about for a while. Is he Because his shooting ability, he's just going to hold value for some time. I think the more likely one is is Bagley just because all the shit that's been going around. I mean, our last episode we did, we talked about that. We said he's, he's good as gone. I think if they have an opportunity to move him, they will. Um, but I don't know if it's going to happen before the draft. I, I don't know about that. I really just don't know about that. It's so it's so crazy. I just don't even. I honestly don't know. They, they could they could uh, trade the pick. Um, there's been a lot of rumors about them trading the, trading the pick. I just don't really know. It's like the rumors are are kind of thin. Everything's super speculatory. Uh, I think if anything, what I can say is that I think the Kings right now aren't going to dig themselves into a bigger cap hole and any move they do is going to keep them at least where they're at, if not better and give them cap flexibility. I just don't think there's a lot of moves out there like that. You know what I mean? So it's very, it's very, very difficult to to speculate right now on, on if anybody's getting moved, you know, hundred percent. That's why, you know, like you, you were talking about the, the Kuzma KCP thing. Um, if I'm not mistaken, KCP's on a, he's coming into like a last year of his contract, and then Kuzma I think is going to have two years. He just signed a three or forty mil, I believe, before the season last year. I'm looking so it up. So he's going to have two yeah, years, forty for three years, forty mil. It, mm-hmm. Yeah, th- yeah, three years, forty mil last year, right? So he's going to be sitting at what? What's that? Two years and twenty-seven mil or twenty-eight mil? And if I'm doing my math kind of correct, probably twenty-seven mil. Um, under contract, you know, but KCP, you'd, you'd essentially be trading Buddy Heald for, you know, Kuzma in a season of KCP because KCP wouldn't come back, you know? Um, so, but like, you, you, that's why you, you made a good point right there. They're going to do something that's going to make them better and, and give them financial flexibility now and in the future. I think that like when, if there's, I just think the trades are super hard to make. I really do. I think they're super hard to make. And I, I start getting it thinking like this because you've been hearing the the, the Harrison Barnes rumors. It's like mm-hmm. if they traded Buddy Hill for KCP and Kuzma, and then they turn around and trade Barnes for a couple things, and they tr- traded Bagley for a couple things, then they're left with Kuzma playing 
um, whatever players they get back from bar from the Barnes situation, from the ba- from the uh, Bagley situation, and the pick, like that whole stuff can yield. But that's that's so crazy. You're you're essentially talking rumoring trading three players: your your shooting guard, your small forward, and your power forward. You're gonna flip all three of them and potentially pick. That's super hard to speculate. But I think anytime stuff's out there, Kingslands get super excited and fans get super excited. But like I said to start off the conversation, if there's no rumors about it, you know, there's no rumors. And it's so unpredictable because they're so hugged against the cap. I just don't know. And I don't know what they're thinking. I think that what I've gathered is they wanna they they're not gonna tank this whole tank thing. They show they didn't want to do it. They're not gonna just blow up their roster as much as as people think. They're not gonna trade Buddy Hield for just nothing for cap relief. I just can't see that happening. I don't. Um, you know, and that's where a lot of people were during the season. It's like it's a cap relief so they can re-sign a guy like Holmes or re-sign whatever. I just don't see happening. I think they're gonna maneuver one or two things. I I, I don't know. It's crazy. I just don't know. Um, you know, but the the big one is out there which we've been talking about since the last year was is Rashawn Holmes and then that one's coming up to that one is coming down to the wire almost right and so he did he's done a couple of ESPN interviews I've seen um every day on Kingsland you're getting the reports um right before we logged on I think Cap City Crown posted it uh, I'm I'm gonna trust that Tony's had its source because I've seen this other places Rashawn Holmes wants the bag so to speak uh four years 40 million that's a lot of money for him. No, four years, 80 million. 80 million, I'm sorry. Four years, 80 million um, is what he wants. Uh, some team may throw that at him that, that has a bunch of players on rookie deals that's just willing to sign somebody. The Kings can't do that. And the Kings aren't going to just give up Buddy Hield and, and Harrison Barnes so they can do that. It makes no sense to do that. Um, that one's crazy. You know, uh, an article came out. A lot of articles came out. The Kings can like, extend him a qualifying offer like four years, like forty-seven million is like the most they can do up front, I guess. Right? I think he's going to exceed that. I think he's going to be gone. I just think he's going to be gone. Something we've been saying. I think he's going to be gone. Um, you still feel that way? It's been a while since we talked. Yeah, yeah. So I, I do. The thing about Rashawn Holmes, man, is you know people, you know it, it's it's we really like Rashawn Holmes, but he just doesn't fit, dude. It doesn't fit because. The, the only way to keep Rashawn Holmes is to clear cap space. The only way to clear cap space is to get rid of like Buddy Heald and Harrison Barnes. And then you're left with a team that's just not very good. You know, so that's the that's the thing that people are forgetting. You know, we've seen, you know, Chris Laird, you know, he's been huge on pay Holmes, pay Holmes. You know, he's the odd man out. It is what it is. You know, um, I do think he's going to be gone. If he comes back, it's going to be because Sacramento or Monty McNair pulled a miracle and somehow got us cap flexibility, got us better and was able to resign, uh, resign Rashawn Holmes. So, um, but yeah, I, I'm with you, man. I, I really think that he's gone and, and I don't see a scenario where he stays. I really don't. Yeah, I'm just going through Kingsland. I like to stand Kingsland when we do the podcast just in case we missed a take. And yeah, right here, James Ham saying he wants the 80 million. That's just not the Kings ballpark. Uh, we, we've done a Rashawn Holmes episode. We did it in our season preview. We brought KC on and talked about it. We pretty much talked about it uh, ad nauseum. But, you know, a lot of people check us out, uh, you know, and maybe haven't heard those past those past takes from us. And it's in, in uh, yeah, like you said on there, we we like him as a player. We're fans of the guy. But the Kings just aren't in the shouldn't be in the market of paying like 29 year old guys, uh, you know, 20 million a year like that. That really I don't even know which more I could say. You know, his, he had a good year, but. In, in the grand scheme of things, I, I don't know, man. It's it's been on bad teams. It's been on bad teams. It's been it's been at thirty minutes a game. Um, 
I, I just don't see that. So that's the one I think that as the off season has been taking off, it's, it's gotten um, a little bit more realistic, I guess, in our favor, right? Yeah. Yeah. hundred um, percent. I'm sorry. I was, I was scrolling as well. You started saying that I was like, I got to make sure I hop on, but um, uh, kind of change the subject real quick before I forget. Um, they did post, I saw a post today that, you know, Woj said on the jump today that, you know, Kings are getting hit up for the number nine pick, dude. So it's, it, it, you brought up rumors earlier. It, it's not that they're, you keep saying there's, there's no rumors. There's hella rumors for once. But like you said, the validity of those rumors is the, is the thing, you know, but Hey, this is the first one that I've seen Woj, you know, Woj saying, Hey, this is what's going on. But, um, You know, we've came on here the last three seasons and we've said hashtag TTP. Maybe it's finally the year that they hashtag TTP, man. I'm I'm pumped, dude. I'm I'm super excited. The draft kind of just snuck up on us, dude. It's man. It's I I, I'm going to be at work all day tomorrow, you know, just on the computer, dual screen. What's happening? What's happening? Because, you know, bombs are going to be dropping. Yeah, the well, yeah, yeah, the draft. I I think the last couple of years, I just haven't been able to find myself to get locked into the draft as much. Um, I don't know what it is. I used to be a big draft guy, you know, but the draft has begun, he's gotten was the players are so young and I just feel like only a handful of them actually make an impact when they, when they get in, you know, last year we were, we were TTP, uh, for sure. And I still think that the best team, best way to accelerate like a rebuild is to, um, package the, the pick with a player and accelerate your recover or your recovery. You're, you're rebuilding, accelerate yeah. that. You know what I mean? So, um, that's why like, what would be super cool, but I don't think packaging Barnes and the pick for like a real deal player package, that would be cool. You know, um, yeah, who's, but, who's available. That's the problem too, is this year. Problem. Like, that's the problem is like, there's not people available like that. Like it goes, it goes from, you know, just kind of like whatever players to all of a sudden it's Bradley Beal, Damian Lillard. There's no, there, you know, there's none of those like mid range outside of like Kuzma, you know what I mean? But you're not going to package the pick in, in Barnes for Kuzma. So um, it's kind of like the mid grade people who are who are involved in trade talks are are, are on Sacramento already. Um, but yeah, you, that that's a good point, man. You know, that that's a perfect way to accelerate a rebuild right there is you got to package a player in the pick. But um, you had to. There's nobody. There's nobody out there. Who, who are they going to trade Barnes in the pick to? You know, unless somebody is really just strapped for cash, you know, like, the, you know, unless they did, like, the Kings did something stupid and the Barnes and the pick for, like, Tobias Harris or something stupid like that and took on that huge salary for no reason. That's uh, that's, that's, a rough, that's the only way. Yeah, that's the only way. That's a rough one. Someone posted in the Kings uh, land about the Zach Lowe podcast, a hypothetical about trading uh, Barnes and their pick to the to the Warriors for their pick and Andrew Wiggins. Wiggins. But it, it's just all, you know, the thing about this, they're fun and we can comment on them and they entertain us and they entertain Kingsland and they entertain our listeners. But they're just so hypothetical. And realis- realistically, I try to, we always try to keep it level and not get too emotional. And I just, I don't know, man, I've been, I've been thinking all day as we go into the podcast. I'm like, what am I going to say is my prediction? I, and I think not, I think saying nothing is okay. I don't, I, I think that the Kings, have shown us through, you know, the best thing we have, I guess, is patterns of behavior, right? What's, what's been the patterns of behavior from the front office? Um, they basically in the off season valued cast base and cap flexibility, um, throughout the season, they, they weren't too aggressive. And then when it came to the deadline, they made just some smart moves. They didn't dump players. Everyone want, if you remember the all year was tank, 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 tank. 
they didn't do that. So we, we know that they're, they value cap space. They're not going to get overly aggressive and kill themselves for the next two to three years. So that's why any deal, including like a Tobias Harris, like a massive contract, unless it's like Bradley Beal, it's not going to happen. You know, yeah. um, it's really not. I mean, if it's a Bradley Beal, a Simmons or Dame Lillard, they're so, those are so far-fetched, I think, that if it's one of those, maybe. But realistically, the, I think if anything, it's going to be one of the. If they do get traded, it's going to be one of the guys, the older guys, like a buddy, like a Barnes, and you're going to break that contract up into two players. So you have two. You know, a big problem last year was the depth with, depth with the Kings. You know, I think it would be kind of a win if if the Kings could bust up one of those contracts, get two a starter, a real deal bench player, and then use that draft pick to get another player. The Kings would be deeper than they were last year. You know, and I think little things like that, having like we talked about with the Kuzma thing early about. You know, one of the contracts falls off. I think those things are interesting, and that's realistically probably what's going to happen. I don't know that – I don't really like the draft uh, projections for the Kings right now and who they're going to take, but I think it's unpredictable. I mean, last year no one thought that the, that the, that Tyrese Halliburton was going to fall to where he did. So it's really – you never know, I guess, on that one. Um, the Kings did extend a qualifying offer to Terrence Davis – which I think that's I, I kind of I like that. I, I, you didn't like that. You think it's a whatever move? Well, I mean, they they were so well, thin last no, year. No, but the problem the problem is okay. So let's let's talk about this. Okay, the problem is he's not he's going to decline that qualifying offer. It's one point nine million dollars. He's going to decline it. He's looking for off the top of my head. I want to say like seven to nine million per year, right? Like he's going to decline that. Like they, there's no way he's coming back. They just did it just to as a formality like as knowing he's going to decline that so yeah obviously i'm happy if somehow terrence davis is like i'm gonna fucking go back to sacramento on 1.9 million dollars like yeah great but it's not gonna freaking happen there's literally zero percent chance of that happening yeah he i mean when you when you get someone restricted though there's always the chances of like sign and trade things there is there is that's kind of like little moves like that that's where we when we talked about uh when Vladi was here, our, our guy Whitey Gleason from the Rise Guys back in the day, I always had that tweet saved from him where he talks about that, um, like in a small market GM, you basically need to be extremely savvy. Like, uh, it's kind of like the the Oakland A's. You know, you, you gotta you gotta can't leave any rock unturned. You have to use all your resources. You gotta you're playing checkers, not chess. All the little things you say, you know, that's what OKC's done. That's what Sam Presti's done over there, right? He's always finding a way to get ahead. Uh, and I think that's another another way. It's what he did with DeLon Wright in the trade where he locked up a guy so he didn't have to go get a backup point guard this past the, uh, this offseason. Instead, he got one through the draft. A little savvy move right there. It's going to save a little cap over the next two or three years. I think potentially if you're able to include Terrence Davis in some type of sign-and-trade situation, you can get a player back or something. It's about this little cap thing. I talked about it on a couple episodes ago about, uh, you know, in Kingsland, we play with – we we like to say uh, – takes that are about our favorite player that we really like watching or a player's talent at the front office level those guys are managing assets and that's as much of the game and that's where you see these things this time of the year that are weird trades but they that's why they're doing i mean look at what happened with the memphis grizzlies this past week making that trade down with the with the pelicans right i mean they're they're swapping the they're swapping top picks and stuff like that. And a lot of it is like, we're, oh, yeah, we'll absorb some cap and, and get some cap off of you. And, and, you know, so that's the things I'm looking for, just little savvy moves that don't move the needle in Kingsland to get a star. But they they might get you two players that you can have in a rotation for the next year instead of your, like last year where all your money is locked up in six players. 
You know, I think that's that's something that I and think you, that's and something. You roll out there and you roll out there last year. Remember that we talked about it from day one of last season, dude. The bench was fucking Kojo. You know, it was like, oh my god, this bench was so bad that it was like you were literally rolling out there with just shit, and that's what you're talking about. You're trying to avoid that. You know, you get players back and uh, depth and all that, but um. Yeah, that that uh, if the Kings could pull off something similar to what Memphis just did, that was a very, you know, because you get back a player who's who's still relevant and can still play, you know, two guys in in Stephen Adams and, and Eric Bledsoe, and you move up in the draft, and now you have an asset in Eric Bledsoe who, uh, you know, you you can use as a trade bait. So, um, yeah, definitely savvy moves, man. I I, I hope Sacramento can do something like that. That's the stuff I'm excited about, and that's why when we go bring it back to the beginning about like the trades you you liked i'm like you know like i i don't think buddy he'll get traded maybe it's not buddy Hill, but breaking up a player into two excites me the most um you know and i think that you incentivizing someone to trade a player to use that pick that that's something too i just it's just it takes two to tango it takes two to tango i think that people have been so hyped that they want to see a big move and i don't know man my my opinion is i don't think a big move is going to happen how do you think if that if that doesn't happen and the kings just move forward and they draft the player tomorrow night, and then it basically looks as if they're going to let Rashawn Holmes walk, and they kind of roll in. And uh, how do you think you're going to take that? How do you think fans are going to take that into the, as the offseason goes on? If that's scenario, occurs? well, you know, well, you know how fans are, dude. They're going to be really upset. But you know, if they can, I <laughs> fans are going to be pissed. I right? just put it that way. But in all reality, if Sacramento can roll out their next year with you know, they bring in a, a serviceable center and, you know, they roll in with depth next year and Bagley is still on the roster and he plays like me and you think he can play. Then, yeah, obviously, you know, you got to be pumped, but fans will be really extremely upset, dude. Like that'll be, I, I think people will, you, you already see it now. This front office don't know what they're doing. You know, they're, they're going to blame, they're going to blame the front office. They're going to blame the coach and all that stuff. So I, I just, I I don't think that's gonna. Ha- I think Sacramento is gonna move, make a move. I'm kind of opposite of you. I I do think that they're gonna make a, a little bit of a splash. Nothing huge, obviously. I don't think Ben Simmons or you know Bradley Bill or Damian Lillard are on there. Um, but I think there is a move to be made somewhere. I don't know where. If let me ask you this: If you had a dream, or if you had a you know a uh, uh, you know your I, I don't even know how fantasy I, like my fantasy. fantasy yes, situation. thank you. Fantasy. If you had a, like fantasy a realistic move, fantasy, a realistic fantasy tomorrow, who is a player realistically that you would that you would like to get like to get if a realistic, a realistic move that could happen tomorrow. What is a realistic move? We didn't come on during because I think one of us was traveling during the uh, Ben Simmons thing. And that's like that's a guy who I think is just if the Kings had an opportunity to get Ben Simmons, they should go get Ben Simmons. And I the think price is ridiculous. I've seen it. Like, yeah, it's I know they, they yeah. want deer and Fox, I guess, you know, but yeah, fuck that. But that's, I know that's crazy. I think the Kings, if they really wanted to go get the star that they want to get, it would have to in- include Tyrese Halliburton and it would have to include the ninth pick and probably more and next Kings year. Fans, King, Kings fans are just so, uh, they're so scared about that, you know. Halliburton's, never get untu- that Halliburton's untouchable, Eric. Yeah, how, how about all that? How about all that, man? The, all that conversation yeah, was we, really we interesting. Yeah, we stayed off. 
we stayed that, off during that time and, and honestly didn't entertain. I don't entertain stupid shit like that, dude. I don't entertain rookies who, you know, put up, you know, pretty good numbers for rookies in starters minutes. That's the thing is people, people mistake, you know, they, there's a huge mistake with, with Kings fans and thinking that Tyrese Halliburton only played like 20 minutes a game. I even saw reality, someone comment. I saw yes. someone comment on one of they Casey's said he, posts. They, yeah. Said he yeah, played but, like 10 minutes a game. Yeah, or someone said, well, wait till this guy plays 30 minutes a game. And KC replied, he played 30 minutes a game. <laughs> he played like 30, I want to say 30.6 or something like that per game. And and that's a huge mistake that people make. And people just wait till he gets those starters minutes. Wait till this. And it's like, he did. He did. So I, I you know, I'm just not a fan of, you know, calling guys untouchable who played seven, not even 62 games in the NBA on a bad team got hella minutes and didn't even like your third in voting in the rookie of the year. Like uh, you're not untouchable. Sorry. Like, yeah, that was, that was sorry. such a, that was that such was a wild. weird take on your original question though. Realistic. I don't, I, I don't know, man. Like it's, it's tough. Cause like real, yeah. Who do I want? I would want a Bradley Peel. I'd want a Ben Simmons. I want a Damian Lillard, but, but yeah, the shit like that just doesn't happen. It's, it's very hard for those things to happen. Well, that's why I asked and, realistically, you know, it doesn't got to be something like, you know, realistically I've seen, you know, Sacramento's been linked to Miles Turner for a while. Okay. Sacramento has, you know, and, and realistically, I would like to see that's a realistic move. Sacramento obtaining Miles Turner is realistic. And I would like to see that happen. Another one that nobody is talking about, and I've seen, um, you know, Dallas has been linked to Buddy Heald for like the last season and a half. All right. Um, you know, obviously, there'd have to be other moves made in this, but a guy like Josh Richardson, right? Who a lot of people are like, Josh Richardson, what? What do you. Josh Richardson's big. He's like six six, six seven. He handles the ball. He can play the one, two, or the three, essentially at times. Um, that's a player right there that I would like that nobody's talking about. I'm a big fan of like a Josh Richardson move um, for Buddy Hield. No, not for Buddy. Not for Buddy Hield. There'd have to be other implication. You know, there's other stuff like I said, but that's a realistic move that I'm talking about. That that level of trade would be a successful day tomorrow if you can bring in. You know, uh, um, a player like that. A you player mean. like that. Okay, I was yes. confused because you kind of started off your take by talking about Buddy Hield and him being linked in this. So I want to make sure. I, I well, I no, I wouldn't. You would obviously. You're not going to trade Buddy Hield for Josh Richardson, but I'm saying Buddy Hield has been linked to Dallas. Maybe there is a move to be made to where you can bring back Josh Richardson somehow, or you know, some other asset, something. You know, um, but that's the type of player that 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 I'm looking for. You know, Miles Turner, high end, Josh Richardson is a, is a solid move of a guy that can play the one, two, three. He's a great perimeter defender, somebody that you can bring in on your team. So that's the move that I'm expecting tomorrow. Something on that level. Yeah. So you talk about two players, sm- smaller stuff, smaller scale stuff right there. Yes. Um, I think uh, not who necessarily I want, cause I don't know, man, I think, but if I, what I want the Kings to do outgoing with their roster, I, you know, early in the season, mid-season we were really kind of like finished the year off with this team and try to get the play in that's kind of where we stood right mm-hmm. we did a defensive buddy heel last offseason and, and all we really wanted to see was his team play the season out you know and i think this offseason i think we should kind of turn in that it, it goes to show for people who've listened to us for a while as time passes your take can your take can change like you don't need to die on every hill and last year we were so adamant about buddy Hill not getting traded but this year he played a whole year. He's another year. He's another year older. And now it's to the point where it's like, if there's another move to be had there, like I support that, right? I support another move that makes them better. But the guy who really, I think could, 
I think the Kings value the three-point shooting so much with Heald. I don't think it's him. I think that the Barnes stuff is is kind of the sneaky real one. Me too. Because the, Me too. the Celtics were so were so linked to him during the uh, during the midseason trade deadline that a, a move like that, if breaking up his stuff and 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 breaking up his contracting you players back, that really it really does kind of fix the little conundrum that the Kings have in cap space. And it really allows the three guards to still play. It gives them some space. It does lose them a wing, but it could get them a pick this year or a young couple players. And that's the intriguing one. That is really the intriguing one. So my point is I'm open to more of the veterans getting moved this offseason if it, if it means something that gets them better. 100%. The The Boston thing is kind of out the window now that Kemba's been moved and now Horford came back. They don't have a point guard. They have to re-sign Marcus Smart. Do they do it long-term? Do they not do it long-term? Um, but yes, I, I I understand, you know, using that example, I, I, I completely agree with you. And I that's what I'm saying. I, I think it's going to be a move, like you said, to bring two players back to, you know, give you flexibility at, you know, a year or two from now and still be competitive and, and keep... You know, and honestly, your your job as Sacramento front office is to put players around Darren Fox and keep Darren Fox happy until he's, you know, 27 going into his real prime. You know, like that's the end goal right there is like, can you get, can you sign Darren Fox to a second max contract, you know, four years from now? That's the big move right there is can you keep him around? Can you keep him happy? Can you be functional um, until then, and and the way to do that is to not tank, like we were saying. It's to you know keep players around him and and be competitive. So it's gonna be exciting, man. I, I can't wait. I I can't wait for like noon tomorrow. I I really can't. Circling back to the Rashawn Holmes thing, because I yeah I'm on I'm on Kingsland, and it's um I I'm I'm kind of actually really happy with with people in Kingsland. I'm I'm pretty happy because people are nuts, but when it comes to the Rashawn Holmes things thing. It's it's funny on this post. It's so so many people are are being realistic about the money. A lot of people are like I like Rashawn Holmes, but he isn't worth the, that. You know that's pretty much consistent. I just wanted to point that out that I'm happy about that because so many times in the past that um, you know this happens and people just all logic gets thrown out the window. Um, there still is the minor few. You know I mean Chris Laird out there leading the charge on that. You know, but I just want to put that point as I was scrolling through on that, you know. So I, I just saw right now somebody, Jennifer Tacalino from on Kingsland just posted Hoop Central. Who knows the validity of this, but the report nine minutes ago was that the Lakers have stepped up their efforts in their pursuit of Buddy Hield by adding the number 22 pick to a deal that would include Montres Harrell and Kuzma or Contavious Caldwell Pope. So I think I it's Montres. So I, I think, think it's Montres Harrell. that. I know it. So this is the thing: it's Montres Harrell and Kyle Kuzma, or it's Montres Harrell and Contavious Caldwell Pope. But it goes back to like you're saying: he has to opt in, and then he has, he has, he has to, to opt treated. in, and th- and that's the problem right there. Is Montres Harrell is not gonna fucking opt in, dude? I can't see it happening, and unless unless Sacramento's like, hey, um, you know, we're not gonna bring back Rashawn Holmes. You're gonna start at the four. I, I guess they maybe roll with Backley at the five. I, you know what I mean, like. Who knows? But that that's the only way if they were like, hey, you're going to start, you're going to play 35 minutes. But that's not Montres Harrell. You know what I mean? Guy doesn't play any. They're, they're already the worst defensive team in the league, dude. Like, you can't roll out, you know? I, I just can't see Montres Harrell opting in to come to Sacramento. That's why these these rumors hold no you know validity to them. That's it. Until, well, I, see little... Woj, until I see Woj drop that, I'm not believing that shit. 
let's have a little conversation. It's a conversation we've had for about two years about Buddy Heald, ever since he signed that extension. And the example I always used to the Buddy Heald haters was that how would how would you feel about Buddy Heald if he played for the Warriors? You know, how well would he do and how much would you how highly would people think of him on the Warriors? And the Lakers is kind of that same example um, with the fact that you have two top teams in the NBA that, uh, you know, uh, the Sixers in the East and the Lakers in the West tied to him. Um, that kind of says a that says a lot. It's like a real deal, you know, ties to him. I mean, it, that guy would dominate. Um, I think he would dominate on those teams because the op- amount of open shots and volume he, shots he would take, and he really would be probably utilized correctly, and he would really be a third option on those teams, which we've always said he's a third or fourth option. Um, friend of the show, Chris B, said, you know, it's it's that it's that spite you have towards, towards the dumb takes out there amongst fan base. But Chris B said was, uh, I, I kind of want to see him go to the Lakers. You know, that's what Chris said. He's like, I want, I didn't say this. Chris said this, but he said, I, he said, I want to kind of see him go to Lakers because I think he would tear it up. And I think he would just, it would teach the Kings fans the lessons, you know, but what, what do you think? You think he, there's a reason they he want goes, him. dude, he goes to, he goes to the Lakers next year. Okay. He puts up similar numbers. Okay, this is what would happen. He would put up similar numbers, but more efficient, right? Instead of 39%, honestly, Buddy Hill shoots 44% with the Lakers. Why? Because they're all fucking wide open. All 10 of those threes that he's taking are wide fucking open. He's not being asked to come off a screen and dribble. It wouldn't be like that. It would legitimately be, you know, hey, here's a kick out. Here's a, you know, here here's a wide open corner three, shit like that. And, you know, I... And people, people would come out and, you know, he, he maybe he averages 14 or 15 next year, but hell efficient. People, well, his stats are down. Yeah, but it's the efficiency, you know. Um, obviously, I, I don't want to see Buddy Heald in a Lakers uniform. You never want that. But I understand Chris B's point, you know, just because those trash fucking takes, the people who just don't get it, you know, and, and you want to prove them wrong. But I'm not willing to prove them wrong at the expense of Sacramento, especially when I got fucking season tickets this year, man. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think we've rounded out all the rumors, Ryan. Um, the drafts tomorrow, people are probably listening like, well, why don't you guys talking about the draft? Dude, you know, we'll leave that to the dorks out there on Twitter to do their mock drafts. Dude, they, I'm so happy for those guys, Ryan. They've been waiting for a year. They've been doing their mock drafts since uh, since January, um, just getting ready for this time. And, and, and they're going to go out there tomorrow and... Uh, they're gonna, the, you know, if the Kings end up making the pick, it's, we're gonna hear all the comparisons. You know, isn't that isn't that what your favorite time of the draft is? All the, like the Hall of Fame comparisons that get made. <laughs> so somebody somebody made a. Oh God, I should have found this. I wish we were going this route. Yesterday, somebody made a, a mock draft. Okay, and then posted on Kingsland. They made a mock draft, and after every player, they said, "Reminds me of this person," and every single player on there was a legit. And like the worst player comparison was like a Sharif Abdurrahim, who Sharif Abdurrahim, former Sacramento King, but legit player, you know, for a while. So Sharif was really, really good coming out of college, good in Memphis, and right, no, Atlanta, Atlanta, and Memphis, I think actually. No, they said that. Anyways, um, but that—that's what you're talking about right there. All these people reminds me of this guy, or reminds or one of them was reminds me of Bonzi Wells, reminds me of Sharif, reminds me, and it's like, bro, like those are legit NBA players who played, you know, ten plus years in the NBA. Like, you know, that's just not that that's not how things work. You know, more often than not, these guys are going to be out of the league in four years. You know, so it's hilarious. It's hilarious. It's my it's my favorite time, and 
So I don't know. This year, I don't think I'm going to give any type of prediction just because it's, it's, I think it's a crapshoot. Last year, it was so off. I mean, Halliburton was supposed to be taken in the top five in most drafts. Last year, we kind of thought they, they would take Cole Anthony if they weren't going to TTP. That's who we uh, wanted but, them to take. Yeah, yeah, that's who we wanted them to take. Um, the the kind of uh, most rumored one is uh, Franz Wagner. That uh, yeah, you've been seeing that yeah. one. Yeah, Michigan. Yeah, like like right now, like this. Okay, so this is what we were talking about with like draft comparisons and guys. All right, somebody on Kingsland posted a few hours ago. Kai Jones from Texas. Welcome. Looks like a better Collie Stein. Are you fucking kidding me, dude? Like that's your fucking take on these prospects, dude. Really? Kai Jones looks like a better Collie Stein. Get the fuck out of here. That's why we stay away from the draft stuff, dude. That's why, you know, we have our opinions, all right, on the draft. And honestly, it's hashtag TTP unless you're like a top five. Okay. Unless you have a chance to get what they're saying at the big three this year. Um, trade the pick. Trade the pick. Kai Jones looks like a better Collie Stein. Come on, man. And honestly, yeah, I, ain't nobody want Franz Wagner, bro. Hey. I'm a white dude. I'm sorry. We don't take white guys in the top 10, bro. It ain't happening. <laughs> I was just going to say this. I was like, can we not draft any more white guys from Michigan? I think we've I think we've <laughs> yeah, spent dude. ours for this decade. We're good. Yes. We don't need it. No more, you know, no more No more. white forwards who aren't very fast and athletic, dude. Get out of here. From Michigan, yeah. From Michigan. Yeah. Come on, man. The, the, the draft, <laughs> if, you, if you look, if you look at the draft every year, this is why we talk about, you know, not as much fans. We'll tune in. We're going to cheer. We're going to participate on Kingsland. We'll talk about it in our next episode. So we're not saying we're, like, ignoring it, you know. But the thing about the draft every year is that people are always just fascinated about the forward with the wingspan with the defense who can spot up three. That's basically what everybody he, falls in love with because that's all you really know anymore. Hey, the guys hey. are so young. He, he's a he's a three and D. How do you know he plays defense? They play zone. They play zone defense in the freaking in college basketball. Yeah, with like a 40, 40 second shot clock. Yeah. No yeah, they pace. hold the ball, they they hold the ball in the corner and they throw up a bad shot in the lane, dude. Three and D, my ass. Yeah, they the, the college basketball we've talked about before. They take thirty seconds. It's all play design. Thirty seconds just to get a shot off. That's basically what the game is. And they do play these zone defenses, and and the three point arc is closer, and so all, guys always shoot a little higher percentages, and they're bigger, and they're NBA players, and most of the players they're playing against aren't NBA players. So they, college basketball just kind of sucks that way. Especially for Ryan and I, where we were, you know, we say old school for the time, but late '90s, 2000s, you know, there was still there was still real deal NBA players playing multiple years uh, in 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 the in the uh, in, in college basketball. Like, remember Emeka Okafor? He played hell of years. Yeah, you know well, I mean? you know, my like, my one, you know, one of my favorite college basketball players of all time, dude, Jameer Nelson. Yeah, you know, Jameer Jameer Nelson when they went on that tourney run. I believe Dante West was on that team. I wonder how that guy's doing now. But yeah, dude, you know, I, I was a big Jimmy Nelson fan. The one guy who did my favorite college basketball. I just got to say this. I, I've probably said on here before. My favorite college basketball player of all time did not work out in the NBA. Not even close. But he was a former Sacramento King, Rashad McCants. The UNC shooting guard product got drafted to Minnesota, bounced around for a few years, ended up on Sacramento and fucking probably playing in Yugoslavia right now somewhere. But my favorite college basketball player of all time. Yeah, no, the take though that, but that's what happens. The game, the games are different. It's hard to evaluate. They're super young. It is. It's all. It's a lot of it's based on like the high school recruiting, the AAU AAU circuit. And if you remember last year, how many guys in the draft? It's the six nine with the wingspan. It's the Aaron A. Smith, 
Um, you know, it's Sadiq all those Bay. guys. Yeah, it's all those guys, and some all of them, them turn out, some of them don't, and that's that's kind of what people get so fascinated by. But and it's like um, it's like last year too. Everyone's saying, "Oh, it's a weak draft. It's a weak draft," and ended up being a really good draft. You know, so it's it's a crapshoot, dude. Everyone's, "Oh, it's a weak draft. It's this. It's it. it's like that's why we kind of just." You know, we kind of just hey, we have our opinions, but they are what they are. We don't really put too much into the to to college players because, like we said last year, I was hearing this is the worst worst draft in years, and end up being a, a pretty a pretty pretty good draft in uh, you know that in recent memory. So, I got something, Ryan, a little PSA to everybody from Kings Cast. I know that you feel the same way as I do, so I'm going to speak freely here. Um, just remember that the draft has a very high bust rate. That's number one. Just remember these guys are really young and it can take three to five years for them to really be impactful players to your team. That's another thing. Um, and that really you can't expect too much from them that occasionally you get outlier guys, but the big impact is, is there a role player for the next couple of years? So when we go into the draft tomorrow, if the Kings end up with someone exciting, or if they end up someone mediocre, don't get too up. Don't get too down. Don't expect too much from them. Don't say they're untradeable just because they now wear your uniform. Um, and the, I think the fastest way to accelerate a rebuild is to trade the player for an accommodate for a uh, proven player. What do you think, Ryan? Is that a pretty much sum up our take on this whole thing? That is that is really accurate. And if we do not TTP tomorrow, right? If we keep it and we draft somebody. I don't want to hear this guy needs to be in the starting lineup night one. Okay, that, <laughs> that kind of goes in there because you know how that goes. He needs to be started. Why is Buddy Heald starting? This guy needs to be playing. All right. That's, you know, that, so, that falls into your stuff. I'm just looking forward to the guys right now. No one even knows the, the player. They're going to get into the summer league, and all of a sudden, the player they've been cheering for on the Kings roster for the last bunch of years is, is old news. It's old news. We got a new toy. We don't need you. Screw you, Buddy Heald. Screw you, you know, whomever. Just, you know, so that's our take. So um, Ryan probably be busting out a bunch of episodes pretty soon, probably one by the weekend or something. I'm thinking because we have so much to talk about. We, we're sorry to everybody yeah, out there for I, taking I, yeah. the hiatus. I'm sure, I'm sure we'll be on here Saturday. Yeah, this won't this won't be a regular occurrence and we will be back. So, hey, guys, we appreciate you listening. In. If you ever want to interact or be in part of the show, you can always do so by tagging us. You can find Ryan and I primarily on Twitter and Facebook at KingscastEric and at KingscastRyan. And we're very active on our Facebook group with Kingsland. We join, we run that with KC and Tony from Cap City Crown. Um, it's a great group. Join that. If you ever want to stay up to date with the podcast, you can always check that out at KingsCast. So with that, for Ryan, this is Eric. Go Kings. Kings. This episode was brought to you by Ziggy Smoke Shop, 209's headiest smoke shop. Follow them on Instagram at Ziggy Smoke Shop 209 for a view of all of their awesome inventory. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.